Hello, hello, hello. Du, 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 du. Two o, two o, two o, twenty, two thousand twenty. Welcome to the very first recording of the Malaga Media Pod of this podcast of this podcast in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Man, you know somebody uh, posted the other day that. It's uh, you run a risk of um, I don't know what the proper term is, but when you don't write the full year on documents, abbreviation, abbreviation, yeah, because now it's if you put twenty, people can go and put a one seven next to it or a one six next to it. Zero or, zero zero ones are basically yeah. all twenty. Yeah, any years. So now I'm like super paranoid. <laughs> From all those contracts that you signed, yeah, sure, yeah, because yeah. all those deals you're making, yeah, because you know, you know me, I'm always, I'm always with those deals. <laughs> so how are you, George? Um, I am. I'm so so. Okay. I'm so so. I can be honest with our, with you, and with our listeners. Please, yeah. It's um, it's a weird like. I'm like in a weird space, mm-hmm. but. I'll say that I am like confident in my ability to see myself through this. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, of course. You know, like, listen, it's not, it's no, it's no secret that, you know, the, the week between Christmas and New Year's is a shit show, like as we discussed <laughs> last week. And so the green little, light is turning red. Yeah. I'm definitely like, it's Sunday and tomorrow is the first Monday of the year. Um, so it's really like, let's get this, let's get this, you know, let's get back on the, let's get back into our our normal routine, except my normal routine isn't going to be normal because I have this bicep tendonitis issue that is like, I feel like a physical manifestation of like all of the bad decisions that I've been making for the last two weeks. <laughs> um, and the body just went, here you go. Yeah, here you go. Like you can't do about any, like, you know, there's no, I can't basically do any pulling or pushing, which is. I want to say like at least 50% of what we do in CrossFit. Yeah. So basically no high intensity interval training for two weeks, which, you know, our gauntlet thing is like in what, four weeks. So I don't even, I have no idea. Basically like any expectations that I may have had when I set forth to start this training program are now completely out the door. And now it's just a matter of trying to get some kind of fitness in and letting my letting the fibers in my bicep and my tendons recover so that I no longer feel pain when I'm sleeping Ooh. so that I can fucking sleep. So it affects your sleep, too. Yeah. You feel it. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Like it's I, pain, pain right. when I lie down, pain when I'm like in a specific area. Like, well, not, it's like discomfort. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's really fucking annoying. So, what are you gonna do? What's what's gonna be the the? Because you know what, the the gauntlet is uh, yeah. Obviously, strength is involved, but you wouldn't lose that much strength in a month and a half. So, the, but really, the gauntlet is more cardio. Based. That's what I'm gonna fucking do. That's. <laughs> I don't know fucking do. I'm, doing I'm doing all that basically. I'm taking this opportunity to focus on the things that I'm not good at, which are aerobic capacity and metabolic conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, I thought I was like, you know what? I'll just do powerlifting for the next two weeks, and it's like, no, no, no George, no. no. We've been here before. Look nope, at this. That- <laughs> no, 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 no. If you want to make matters worse, yeah. then you'll go into powerlifting. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Correct. <laughs> 
correct. No, no. Now it's time. No. Now it's time to up the now up that cardio. Run, run, run. Yeah. Well, not run, run, run because I don't want to like blow out my knees either. But yeah, all no, that man. Stuff. I'll give you. I have a bunch of like programs that are just cardio based. You could do at home. Great. Oh man, I'll they're do fun. Ins- fucking insanity. Yeah. Is that is not one of them? That's one Ins- of them. <laughs> yeah. That is one of them. Oh, you know what though? Here's the irony: is that I am a person who has been in the health and fitness like space as a participant for like it's gonna be ten years. Like March first, two thousand and ten was my first CrossFit class. March first, two thousand twenty will be ten years since that. Since I didn't, yeah. So it's my it's like I've been in it for a fucking decade, and I still cannot like do things on my own. Like when I am like a solo dolo kind of person, like the idea of having to like go to a gym by myself and do like an individual like program of strength and conditioning or of aerobic conditioning is so boring and so tedious to me that I'm like, fuck it. I'll just get fat. You know what? It, it, it does. It is. That does become a solid alternative because doing it by yourself is so it's like, it's just boring and depressing. Like I get, I like, I remember, you said it like you went into you, you joined soul because you wanted a community. And for me, it was I didn't want a community when I joined CrossFit. It was I wanted to like find something, some kind of exercise that wasn't tedious. I knew I had to work out because I was like 300 pounds and I was, you know, starting my 30s. Now I'm like I'm in my 40s. I, I this next I want to set myself up for the next 10 years to look, you know, in a way that when I look back in my fifties, I'm like, wow, you know, I really like dialed it in. Um, and so I don't, I don't exactly know like what that all is going to look like, but right now, like on this, on the Sunday before the first Monday of the new decade, where there's a lot of like new newness, um, I'm not making resolutions, but I definitely feel like something is going to be a little different. Some things need to like tweak and adjust. And so I've already like, listen, the last workout of the year was something to like, it was something like it was like heavy cleans. And I finished with like the workout was, it was actually really fun. It was, you had to do a bunch of cleans and then you had uh, a bike thing and a double under thing. So it was like 12 and then bike double under nine bike double under six bike double under three bike double under. And the last one was supposed to be equal to. You're 100% clean and jerk. Oh, wow. Or just clean, which is mine is like 305. I am Mr. 305, but without all the money. (laughs) (laughs) Miami, born and bred till I die, 305 till I die. So I set up the bar for 305 and I hit it. And that's like my one rep clean. And so to be able to do that after all of that working out was like, yes. Nice. But, you know, like now it's like, okay, you're. We got, we got it. You're strong. You know. Wow, that's a powerful little message. A we little, got it. Little, we got it. You're strong. We got it. You could do it. Okay. Now what? What can What can't you do? Right. Yeah, man. And wow. so now that I can't pull, you know, myself like on a on a pull up bar or push, you know, off the floor, like any kind of like overhead movements. Um, I just yeah I gotta, you feel you feel like lost like what is what what now you know it's like, like I have do do? to do it I just have I have I mean I can choose not to obviously like it's not like I have to do this but you know there's I know I feel better when I do kind of like when I exercise 
there's a lot of exercises that I cannot do, which means that there's a lot of exercises that I can right. do. So, so, and at home, you can't row. I can row. You can row. I can row um, because I feel like the pulling is an overhead movement. So, anything that basically puts the bicep in, um, like, uh, that constricts the bicep right. muscle. So, yeah. like, if it's so pulling like towards me, it's more like a back thing. Like, so, if you look, if you pull this way, it's more shoulders and back. Um, if you pull like up off the ground, like you would do like dumbbell rows, that's also fine. Even bicep curls are okay because it's just the bicep muscle. It's not like all the whole thing. Like, but whereas this here constricts the bicep and the tendon and the shoulder, it puts it in a weak position. I don't know. There's like a bunch of exercises that are online that they tell you to avoid when you have bicep tendonitis. And so I'm trying to do all that, like especially no pushing, pushing for sure. It's like one. So you can do yoga. <sighs> it's going to be, I'm going to do Ramwad because it's like 20 minutes. Yeah, but Ramwad's not a workout. You don't sweat in Ramwad. I don't That's have to do. Stretching. I don't. I could do. I could do like exercise, exercise. Okay. Like non yoga exercise because yoga is not exercise either. Yeah. It's not. Dude, I I'm sorry. I disagree. I lost. I lost the bulk of my weight on a Beachbody program called Payo, and it was a blend of Pilates and yoga. Okay. And, well, I get was, Pilates. Well, but but all the, okay. But the in my opinion, but in my opinion. 70% of it is yo was yoga. There wasn't a lot up there because Pilates is one of those things that's more involved that you need to like be at a place with someone there and the actual real Pilates, right? Um, so there were Pilates type movements, but eight, 70 to 80% of it is yoga. I lost out of the 55 pounds that I lost on Beachbody, 30 pounds of the, uh, was lost not on Insanity, not on P90X, but on that program called Pio. Which I have access to, and I'd be happy to share it with and you. And how much of that was fat, and how much of that was muscle? Oh no, no, I was, I was lean, I was light and lean, and I was, I had definition, I had, I had, I had that lengthy lean look. Do you have a picture of you shirtless? I mean, I, I no, I don't. I, I didn't, I didn't take pictures of myself receipts, shirtless, Carlos. I, I want to see the receipts. I have, I like have Whitney pictures. Houston says. I have pictures of of me wearing fit clothes. You could tell that mm. you know there, that I wasn't skinny fat. You clothes know, you hide could a lot, tell. huh? Clothes hide a lot. Clothes do hide a lot. You're right. You're right. Well. I'll it's why I look like a stuffed sausage yeah. in a pink in a tuxedo. <laughs> you don't. But I'm ready for the beach. <laughs> Like a muscly guy in a tuxedo looks crazy, especially in a rental tuxedo, fucking men's warehouse piece of shit. <laughs> Not sponsored, by the way. Well, dude, I'll I'll be happy to give you the access because they're only like thirty minutes long each workout. They are. There, there is that interval thing. It's not like yoga, yoga, where you have to hold a pose for a long period of time, um, and it's effective and it heals because it's 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 low impact. So there's it there's a lot of healing going on. So sorry, I'm not trying to sell you. On I'm it, not but trying. I'm just, to, I mean, you definitely like. Listen, I'm not. Just and I'm not trying to be resistant to yeah. it, but I am resistant but to it. But you are resistant to it because you still have to do it by yourself. Uh, yeah, and you have to do it at home, uh -huh. and all of that takes me back to a dark place that I don't want to go back to. So I totally relate. Like I totally. It's just understand. like I'm not gonna go to. Like, for me, it's like I I don't feel like going to the class, and looking at the workout and knowing that a hundred percent of it has to change because really a hundred percent of everything has to change. I just can't work out like that right now. And so I'll just be there like on the side doing my own little thing like, hi everybody. Okay. Bye everybody. Um, 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see what happens. Let's there's, see. Let's, day at, let's do it just day at a time. Just everyone right send now. healing energy to my bicep yeah, tendon. Absolutely. The right one. Sending it. Not the sending. left one. The left one's fine. The left. Yeah. The right. <laughs> only the right. Only the right side. Thoughts and prayers for Thoughts Australia's <laughs> forest fires. The world impending World War Three oh, and my God. bicep tendon. <laughs> Fuck. I'm more worried about your bicep than World War Three. So. I'm worried about <laughs> Iran, but my bicep. I think that's. It's very personal to me. Oh my god, man! Well, I um, so I I went to the cardiologist. Let's so referring back to episode one. Oh. Yeah, so I went to the cardiologist. Yeah, man. you did. And uh, it was you're not wearing your EKG. I'm not. I'm not wearing it. I had to wear it one for three days. So um, he was intrigued that I was there. That I went on my own accord without any reason and he was like what do you what he's like just respectfully like what why are you here because the idea is that healthy people don't go see the cardiologist exactly and i was like i I was like i'm i just turned 40 it was on my list like it's it's on my list i just want to make sure i just want to see where i'm at i want to know what my heart sounds like what it looks like like you know how the artery conditions are you know like the, the conditions of my arteries i should say um and uh and and just prevention how i move forward from here you know like what's what's going on and he was like his face was he just he was so taken aback by it he was like that is incredible he goes that he's like i hey that's i admire that i i rarely i don't think i've you know it's been a very long time since i've had somebody voluntarily just walk into my office to get their heart checked out when everybody's so busy avoiding that uh, he's like, okay. He's like, what do you want? I was like, I just like, I don't know. Like when you take a car for a full inspection, like, yeah. I don't know what, what's, what's the full tune up. I don't, I don't, what's the package here? You know? Yeah. And he was like, well, he was like, you, um, first thing is, you know, do you ever, do you have like any fluttering or do you have any like all sudden like heart racing and this and I, I go, yes. Yeah. And he's like, okay, so we're going to put a monitor on you for three days. You're going to wear it. Um, and then we're going to start there. We're going to get your blood work and then you're going to get an echocardiogram. And if you really want the works, you'll get a heart CT if you really want to go in full that direction, blown. full blown, you know, and I'll, I'll be happy to you know, refer all of that if, if you want. And I said, yes. So I checked all the boxes. So wore the heart rate monitor if, uh, or I, I keep calling it heart rate monitor. I don't know what it's called. A portable EKG. Okay. Right. Um, I didn't have any fluttering or heart racing during that time. So I was like, oh, great. So, <laughs> um, and then I got my blood work done and, um, he, the, the, the doctor messaged me and he, his message said, I could send you into space with how your heart, like how what your blood works. Up. Okay, like you could be an astronaut. NASA already. Yeah, NASA already. He goes. Your, he goes. Your cholesterol's at a hundred. Uh, all your numbers are ideal. Amazing. Good job. Continue doing whatever you're doing. And then uh, my echocardiogram is next Friday. So and then the CT is on the 14th. So we'll see. So that's where I'm at. I'm very happy. Like, I'm happy. I mean, we don't know the full condition yet, but up to this point, everything's pointing to good. So, um, but he was really like, he was like, I, I'm fascinated that you just wanted to come here. How do you think we can get more people to do that? And I was like, man, I was like, I'm in the mental health field. And I don't think, I mean, it's just avoidance people are always going to avoid they don't want to you know it's a mix of like the psychology of aging and the whole concept that now you know you don't 
before it was like, yeah, you go to the doctor, get checked up. Now it's like you have to make sure things are okay and you have to go to specialists and things like that. And I think that scares people and it, they associate it with aging and they don't want to age. So they want to stay young and therefore they just avoid it altogether. If I avoid it, then I stay in my 25-year-old self where going to the cardiologist is the very last thing on my mind. Yeah. You know? Um, so there's a lot of psychology behind it, you know? And uh, and then there's the, uh, you know, the I, I shouldn't, I don't know if it's a gender thing, but I do feel that men have a tendency to avoid more, pay less attention to their, to their health and kind of avoid going to the doctor. So there's that. And, uh, but he, but that whole thing that he was just very like, he was like, I'm, I'm like really fascinated by this. Like that you're just, he's like, are you, he's like, are you a hypochondriac? I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I was like, I'm really not. He's like, okay. He's like, all right, let's do it. So. That was my experience. That's what I've been doing. That's been, and I got three legless rope climbs yesterday. So that's, that's the update on me. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. It was so funny. I'm like, okay, like I'll, I'll, I'll try. And I'm told every, you know, made the announcement. I'm like, all right, guys, here I go. I'm going to make a complete fool out of myself. Right. I'm going to like jump and just get stuck there and be like, Mark. And no, I got up there and it was just like, boom, 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 up and down legless, not down. Okay. So I was going to ask, does that count there? I think it, I mean, it really depends on whatever the rule for whatever the workout is. But for the most part, I think legless rope climbs are legless on the way up and you can use your feet to come down. That's what I thought. Once you touch the target at the top legless. You can stabilize and then come down. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because it's like up, 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 legless tap. Then, then do that. Then too. legs. Then come down. Because it's the way down that worries me. Because that's sure. where I've gotten injured before. Okay. With my biceps, actually, both. Yeah. So when I was when I first started learning how to do rope climbs, I used my arms so much that I strained both of my biceps, and it was burning for like an hour after that. That's right. You told me. Yeah, and it was miserable, and I was I yeah. So. Um, so that's been my progress. Nutrition's been kind of like, eh, you know, like day one day good, one day not so good, you know, one day awesome, another day just kind of let loose and eat whatever I want and just kind of coasting in this last week of the green light gray area and yeah. getting ready to get full into it tomorrow, January 6th, which also happens to be my son's birthday who's turning 13. Happy birthday, Michael. Happy birthday, Michael. I am having more issues with the fact that he's turning 13 than I did when I was turning 40. Well, because you can't believe that you're the father of a teenager. teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember being a teenager? I do. I remember it clearly. Do you remember your parents having you as a teen? What your parents were like as when you were a teenager? I do. Do yeah. you feel like that? No, I don't feel that <laughs> I'm like my parents. I don't. I don't feel like I'm like my parents at that when I was 13. I, I definitely like, don't feel like no. It's we've evolved. My the, parents. We've evolved a lot. Yeah, you don't feel it either. What uh, were your parents like? What was your view of your parents at 13? Uh, there was like my mom always had a cool factor about her that I admired, especially like style wise, but strict. My parents were very. My mother was very strict. My father. Pretty much just followed along with what mom said. Mom was the, dis- the disciplinarian of the house. Um, but I never, this, they were, they were fine. I didn't see them. I just saw them as like a barrier to fun, really. Yeah. And I, I feel that I'm being looked at as that too. And I just think it comes with the job. For sure. I mean, that's, that, it, that literally is the job. I mean, it's their, you, it's your job as a parent to be able to look at everything that they can't, you can't see as a 13 year old. 
That's right. I mean, I remember somewhere in my late twenties, early thirties, all of a sudden having these very like these thoughts of like fear that came out of nowhere, which I felt at the time were kind of irrational. But what that is, is basically like once you know better, like, or it's the maturity aspect, like things become behaviors become riskier things that you never thought about before all of a sudden are like popping into your head like am i going to hurt somebody or can this thing hurt me and whereas it's like you know five ten years prior to that you're just invincible and not because you actually are invincible just because you're like yeah whatever duh it's fine ain't no thing the traffic will stop I'll cross the street without looking both ways because I don't have to because people are in their cars and they're looking. Yeah, obviously they're paying attention. So Never mind that. No, no, that's not the case. I know. It's yeah. so crazy, dude. It's nuts. Like, and and you start so yeah. So we get older, and then you the more you see those things, and then so the more you project that onto your children, you know, and then so they they're at a point where they don't see any of that risk. You know, and you're just like, oh, and so I'm definitely it comes with I mean, it comes with a job. You have to, you know, the primary job is to make sure that you keep your kids alive and breathing. Yeah. And um, and making sure they become good people. That's like the two main, I would say, goals and making sure they they achieve that with the least amount of physical pain, uh, with a healthy amount of emotional pain where they can learn and mature and you can help them through it. That's the goal. But. The application is a totally different ballgame because, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be the barrier to my kid's fun. That's inevitable, you know, because if my son's like, I'm going to a party and there's going to be a bunch of drugs and alcohol there, I'm not going to be like, okay, cool, go experience your life. You know, I'm going to be like, well, who and where and, you know, uh, maybe I should drive you there. Maybe I should pick you up. uh, How do you you like maneuver? I mean, he's not going to tell you who has what and what's going down. So how do you get to the point? where you think that there may be drugs and alcohol at a party. Like, how do you, Oh, I just assume I just, I just like, okay, it's going to be there. It's going to be there. That's because I mean, at 13, I had already smoked out, you know, at 13, I had already had some, you know, experience with girls. Sorry. Like you had already smoked marijuana. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I was a pothead in seventh grade. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, yeah. I mean, so that, that's actually, I was 12. Where'd you get it? This people from school. That's so crazy to me. Yeah. I live such a sheltered life. It was very accessible. I made friends with people who just happened to smoke and we'd go after school and, you know, go to a park and I was like, sure. And I, I, I really liked it at the time. I reacted well to it. I can't do, I can't smoke for shit now because now I just <laughs> fall asleep, you know, and, but I stopped, I stopped when I started uh, Westminster which was at 13 years old. And I, you know, I think maybe I've smoked like once or twice since, but, but that seventh grade year, which is the grade my son is in that seventh grade year was like the year that I was already like, I already had some experiences with girls. I had already smoked. I had, you know, um, it was, uh, so I just assume that's sure. I'm like, he's, he's older than me than I was at that point. So, so I just assume that it's all out there and I've had conversations with him. Yeah. I've had like, you know, I, I, it was right after that episode where I talked about me wanting to have a conversation with him. That's so right. I, yeah. So the conversation occurred and I told him this is what's going to happen. Um, I go, drugs, it's not that I care about like, oh, you're smoking or, oh, you're drinking. M- my concern is the reasons why you do it. Uh, because if you are, because marijuana could be considered a gateway drug if the decisions behind that behavior are the wrong ones. 
because then it reaches a point where marijuana is just not enough and you're going to eventually want to try something harder. Well, you you know, know, it's like that age old advice given to us by Cher Horowitz in the 1995 classic Clueless, where she says it's one thing to get laced at a party. It's another thing to be stoned all day. Right. When she's referring to the stoners (laughs) in high school. Right. And how she reconciles smoking a weed at a party and looking like a stoner all day long. Right. And yeah. Wow. What a great, that's a great reference. Right. It's a good movie. Uh, It's a good movie. Yeah. It was for a long time. It was my favorite movie. And at one point in my life, I could literally recite like every word from the movie to the point where I actually did that once with my friend at the time on a, like a road trip on the bus. And like by the end, everyone was yelling at us to stop, which only made us like double down. And not stop, <laughs> and we would like say it to each other, and say, like, the whole thing. Hey, I could see the it. whole thing. And a, a lot of uh, a lot of good actors came from bounced from that movie, like really branched off, and you know, like uh, the guy that played uh, the girl's boyfriend ended up being on Scrubs, and um, and Alicia Silverstone. I mean, eventually her career kind of faded, but uh, and Stacey Dash became a right wing Republican. Oh wow! And then Brittany Murphy's in that movie. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh we have oh the dog company in here. Yeah. Hi Hello. guys. My dog just happiness. got here. Puppy parade. Hi, puppy hi, parade. Hi. hi honey. Hi guys. Happy New Year. I love that we're getting this recorded. I love that. I love that it's so like so um Brittany Murphy passed away. Yeah, dude. Is this news to you? This is news to Google me. Google it. It's kind of freaky. When? Like a long know, time 10 ago. Ten years ago? I had no <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, Sorry. and she died under no like idea. some like unusual circumstances and it's it's a kind of a conspiracy theory. No way. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh-huh. Wow. Um I'm gonna have to Google that. Yeah. So uh so yeah, so in the words of what was Alicia Silverstone's character, Cher Horowitz. Cher Horowitz, yes. It's I totally get that reference, and I think it's applicable. I mean, we've, um, you know, you know, Lauren and I have have really, you know, talked about this a lot about how we're gonna navigate the teenage, you know, waters, and um, and it's, it's it's some parts of it are just you can't avoid. Like, you know, I'm I'm really like on the brink of just giving in and going buying some dockers and some new balances because i'm just about to become that dad that's what i feel like that i'm about to become i refuse to let you do that no, as a person well, who sits well, on you this couch and is associated with you yeah well yeah. i mean and based based on the outfit i chose last night I don't no think dude you were killing happen. it yeah, i don't think that's gonna yeah i think i'm very far from yeah from doing that but you're not a norm core person that i don't i don't believe so you know and uh so i i know i have that going for me but at the end of the day, just like you said, it was so well put. I, I will end up in some shape, way, or form being the barrier to my uh, to my kids. Family. I don't know how. Like I look at you. I mean, you're the closest person I know that has kids, or the closest person to me that has kids um, of that age. Like my sister had little ones, and so there's still like plenty of like innocent, joyful like time right now. But I can't imagine what it must feel like to carry that for lack of a better word burden on you you know it's like navigating like this whole like navigating your own life as well as the life of of your kids and 
ensuring that, listen, they're going to have their own experiences and they're going to be making choices. And it's like giving them the tools that they need to be able to make good decisions um, and try to like avoid, you know, negative experiences. Um, And then if they, for whatever reason, do again, having those tools to like get them through that stuff, you know, Um, you can't shelter somebody from from their life you know no you can't you can't i just i i have personal experience with like people who had a very difficult time in my family and it's like it's been very hard for them to get out of it and so you know at what point as a parent do you just say like my kid is just keeps making these bad decisions you know because of addiction or because of whatever like i don't know how it's i i can't imagine how hard it must be to do all that. I can't imagine it either. I mean, we're like, that's the thing. Like everything you just described is what, like, it's just the preemptive for me. Like, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, all those things are possibilities and, uh, and I myself don't know. And the thing is, it's, it's interesting because, you know, um, the, the whole thing with me and my kids is that in my group of people that I grew up with or, you know, my contemporaries, you know, I was one of the first to have children in my, in my group. Mm-hmm. So, I'm experiencing all this for the first time. A lot of my friends, their kids are between newborn and like nine. Yeah. You know, um, so it's it's very, I'm figuring this out, you know. and I mean, that's and, really what parenting is, is really figuring it out. And yeah, yeah there may be like 100 Facebook groups and 25,000 Instagram, you know, accounts that gives you like, you know, spoon fed advice or here and there. But ultimately it's like, you're basically throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. Right. You know? And then you're like trying not to be your own parents or make the mistakes that your parents, that you feel they made with you. Um, and you being in the work that you do, I'm sure is like much more aware of all that stuff. Oh yeah. So one thing I'm definitely leveraging though, I'll tell you, uh, because I remember my mom, my mom would get jealous of me going to other people for advice or for guidance. So, and so it's not because of that, that I'm, that I'm taking this approach, but it just so happens that I'm totally okay with that. So I, you know, I, 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 I do believe that, um, my two kids realize that I am surrounded by very cool people, you know, like they, they look at you as somebody who's very like cool. And they like, they, they really, they really like you. They like people. Really? Your kids like yeah, me? They your 13 year old thinks I'm cool. They, they, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I feel good about that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 you know, other people from the gym, you know, those surroundings to them, because the gym is very, very unique in that sense. Cause you know, they look at, they look and they say, okay, these guys are older, but they're really, they're really fucking cool. Like these guys are like, they're with it you know what i mean and so i've told them i go listen man if you don't want to talk to me about something i'm okay with that but go talk to somebody who knows or has life experience you know and that could be anybody anybody that that i'm friends with that you know that i'm close with go to them they'll be happy to to guide you help you give you advice or whatever you know what i mean sure uh and i'm okay with that so so that so tomorrow i'll be the dad of a teenager that's 2020 i mean it is it is yeah it is it is it's a f- and then and then how much where's the how far is all how far behind is the other one no he's uh, uh 11 so i got so in two years you'll two have two years? teenagers yeah all good man you know here we are here we go buckle in so 2020 is it a new decade or is it not a new decade have oh, you had shit. this argument yet with somebody? No, I have not. It hasn't been brought to my attention. So 
there's people who argue that because there's, there's no zero year. Okay. The new decade doesn't start until 2021. Oh. We're doing math now. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm like... <laughs> I just saw your eyes glaze over. Oh, oh man. It's... <laughs> feel like russell crowe in that movie i'm like uh, you're like that meme with the girl with doing all the <laughs> equations julia roberts uh, julia is that julia roberts That's julia roberts in what movie is that her face know. in it does not look like her i don't know you just blew so my funny. mind i did not know it was julia so roberts funny. i love it every time that like those complicated uh -huh. quads the quadratic equation <laughs> yeah, or whatever like, wait a minute uh -huh. <laughs> plus minus b squared yeah no so i uh i don't know i honestly don't i mean why and i don't mean this to be i'm not i don't mean to sound like an asshole but why is this important to people i mean because bitches be arguing like okay. people just having like so there's no like i don't know like social like benefit or consequence of how you look at this like so is 2020 a new decade is i mean we're the in the zero zero year right or the, yes. no we're not in the zero no zero zero was two, the year 2000 was there's some people who say the year 2000 was the final year of the 20th century. And there's other people who feel like the 2000 was the first year of the new millennium. Oh, I see. You know, so I, I am neither. I'm not a historian. I'm not a numerologist. I'm not a this or I'm not a that. I'm definitely not the person. I just, round up. I round up. I say, yes, it's a new decade. I would say, well, it's like you're when when you celebrate your birthday, you're not. You're 41 years old because you've lived 41 years. So on the on your 41st birthday, you're in the first day of your 42nd year. Oh, you got that depressing. right? Shit, you're right. No, but you see yeah, what I'm saying. But you're right. But you're not 42 yet. You're not 42. You have to live the whole year before Correct. you've lived before. Like you have, you're born. Yeah. And you're zero years old. Yeah, because I'm not 40. I'm. You're not 40 born in your one. Year, you're not born in your one year old already. Right. You're living year one. Exactly. You know, so I'm li I'm living my forty first year. So like today, we are in the fifth day of the new decade. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like yes, because of that, we are in the new decade, and twenty twenty is a new decade. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, my. I, that's how I reconcile that. I like it. Conversation. I, I like it. And and then there's this whole thing of like tr people like referring it as the roaring twenties, and I'm like, well, I'm like, why don't we just? I just did that. You, you I was one of those people. Thanks. No, no, no. It's okay. No, 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 no. I'm just uh, my my. Go I'm for it. Not criticizing. It's just, uh, it's one of those things where why do we have to refer back? Let's just create our own whatever 2000, the 2020s are going to be instead of referring back and saying it's, we're going to repeat the, the roaring 20s. I mean, because you know I mean? human beings are nostalgic and we like to pull from, you know, our some sort of like reference. And something we're familiar with. Listen, the world is on fire. Dude, and so let's insane. look at something nice. Yeah. And like like every party that I go to for the next 10 years needs to be Gary Gatsby themed. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> let's just I do want that. flappers and 20 style parties for the next 10 years. Yeah, that's it. Drop waist, drop waist uh dresses for girls, okay. you know, pin suits for guys. Everyone all Just the time. Nothing, you know. All the way until Champagne and cocaine for everybody. Let's legalize that. <laughs> Let's do that. The 20s are crazy. It's so good. Yeah. Um, Lauren dressed up as a flapper for New, for New Year's. She looked fantastic. Yeah, she did. So I'd be totally okay with her always dressing like that as we go out. <laughs> I, I, Dude, I'm... The 2020, the start that it's had, you said... I've never 
connected. Now, this is going to sound bad. I just realized how bad this is going to sound. But I've never taken to heart a natural disaster as much as how the Australia thing is affecting me, which is so strange. And I, I also, again, I think it has to do with as you get older, you're just more aware and exposed to how fragile life can be. Um, but, man, I'm, like, really bummed about about that. I mean, that's that's crazy what's going on over there. It is hard to, like, read bad news to read catastrophic news, to read news of, you know, decisions being made by the world's most powerful people, taking action against some of the world's most dangerous people, and feeling like you're literally out of your control. It's out of our control. And we just have to, and we still need to, like, get up and go to our jobs tomorrow morning because it's Monday. Yeah. And and navigate our, our, our existences with, you know, hope and faith that things will be okay. And and surrendering yourself to that, right? I mean, that's the thing is like truly surrendering yourself to the fact that we don't have control over these things and and that and that we just, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And the best thing I can do is just live in the now, be present, enjoy the day, do what I need to do. Um, and I mean, I, I really don't see any other way of looking at it. To be Unless you're like an apocalypse now person and you're like, this is my moment. Oh, I've been fuck. prepping for this my whole life. Like <laughs> all the signs are there. The end is near. And I'm now becoming like a super holy devout person. Right. <laughs> Which is your way of coping, basically. Uh, that's so, your way of coping, you know, that's what you got. God do, bless. You know? <laughs> Put on your tinfoil hat. And good luck. And, and, and you know, Godspeed. <laughs> I need to go to work. Yeah, Stay home. Get off work. the streets. There's too much traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Global climate change is a real thing. And don't drive your car. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Fucking A. I don't know, man. I I, I just, um, uh, yeah, I'm just going to focus on the things that, that, that I do have control over. And just, you know, I really, my thoughts um, are, are there. And I, and I just say, okay, well, you know, let's just, you know, let's just keep going about life. And man, but... And the, this whole thing with like, uh, man, I didn't even, I, w- I didn't even understand. I didn't know. I wasn't aware of the World War Three thing until yesterday. You know, like all of a sudden, it po- I was like, "What?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" You know, and it's, you know, and the, but there's some funny memes about how like, you know, everyone's really worried, and and here we're just kind of like creating memes. I appreciate humor yeah. a lot. It helps me cope yeah, with. Me too. It helps me cope with um, like large scale. Um, potentially catastrophic occurrences, yeah. especially worldwide. Um, and so thank you. Hum- it's good to laugh, but it's really not a laughing matter. No, and you like really no, boil down not. to it. It's and not. so, it's but not. listen, all we can do as citizens of the world is arm ourselves with as much information as we possibly can and tailor our decisions to be as in line with our belief structure. And if you believe that, this administration is heading in the right direction, then you will very likely vote for them again. And if you don't, then find the candidate that you believe in most aligns to your way of life and vote for them. That's right. That's we're, voting, we're voting this year. Well, aren't this, we? The presidential primaries are in, I want to say eight weeks. Wow, dude. I got my sample ballot in via email. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Miami 
does a really good job of providing all of its like county residents with um, every time there's an election coming up with sample ballots so that you can read up on all the issues and all the candidates and make informed decisions. Wow. Uh-huh. So I, 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 I would rec- I highly recommend slash implore that if you're listening to this, that you go out there and do that. Yeah, no, even as I'm listening to you right now, I, you're motivating me to do that because I was just not on my radar. Um, and, and yeah, and it's like really, really important. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really important. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe it. Because the thing is, like, thing is, like, you can be the person that believes that nothing, ma- that your vote doesn't matter. It, it, people exist, you know. You can have any, there's all, all sorts of different kinds of people out there. There's all sorts of different belief structures and it's fine. Um, and I am be the person that responds to them saying, well, that's, if that's how you think, then the likelihood is that there's somebody else who doesn't think that way. They will enact their, their, their right to the vote and they'll be the ones that get heard because they're the ones that are showing up and doing it. Whereas you don't believe in this and then you're just shouting into the ether mindlessly for no reason. Yeah. So, so sometimes, yeah. So it's, and it's easy to, to be a spectator. It's easy to be a spectator and then, and then and cri- comment on and, Facebook and comment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. Oh man. I, um, gosh, I was, a, I was going to mention something and I totally forgot, but it was, it was linked. It was linked to that man. It will come back to me. Um, I think that th- this year I'm just, I, Oh, that's what I was going to say. Another thing that's freaking me out is, are the memes, even though they are funny. But another thing that hadn't occurred to me, hadn't popped on my radar, is uh, memes about the draft, about like people you know, being drafted. I mean, as a, as, as a parent, I'd say that's troublesome, troubling. Oh, man, I hadn't even thought about it in that sense. Cause, I mean, they're, I mean, so they're five years out. The, little one, the, the oldest one is five years out. Yeah. So, I mean, if let's say we do get involved and get engaged in some sort of conflict and there's just not enough fucking people, they're going to come after all the boys and probably the girls. Yeah, absolutely. And 17 is the year that they make everybody register for selective service in high school, which we all did. Right. Yeah, that's right. So you will. And if they if they enact a draft, then they're all going. Wow. Unless they have a foot problem like our president. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah. What, wait, I, don't know, it. I don't know this. Just look it up. What problem does he, he have? He was he dodged the draft by declaring a medical. There's ways to get around the draft, right? Um, and the, one of the, some of them are like, if you were a university student, I think that you were um, exempt from being drafted. And if, if you had a child, I don't know exactly all of them, but I okay. believe that the. So I like I'm really like navigating these like very te- these very like dangerous waters with uh, with ignorance and I acknowledge that now so if you are in the car screaming at me go ahead and scream oh yeah we're not experts yeah, no. yeah we're just talking we're go having ahead. a conversation fight, we're, fight, we're having talks. fight with yourself in traffic yeah exactly um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, which you shouldn't be driving if you're worried about the environment you, you know what it's fine yeah. <laughs> and I uh, it's uh, I think it's like college students are like you have to be enrolled in like university um, if you have some sort of like medical condition um, that precludes you from being able to serve actively, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, so, man. Yeah. So I've been seeing memes about that, and it's just like, haha. And then I'm like, oh shit. Wow, I didn't even that that didn't even connect until now. So a lot of a lot of like things kind of triggering, uh, you know. And I'm like, I'm like, oh well, 
Are we too old for the draft? Yes. We are? Yeah. What's the cutoff point? I mean, I would, my guess is that they would want everybody from like 18 to 35 first. Okay. They want like young, able-bodied people. Damn. I have bicep tendinitis, so I'm out. Yeah. I have everything else. And Don't Act Hotel <laughs> has been like, was rescinded, so I don't even have that. I can't be like, I'm a, here it is, I'm a, I'm a raging homosexual. Now they'll be like, that's okay. Be like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> Okay. Come on down. Okay. <laughs> if you got, would you, have you ever like, we're going to, no, I'm not going to do it. Do it. I'm not going to. Do would it. You, do it. Would you voluntarily serve in the military? Our entire military service is a volunteer military. Right. Yes. So yes, yes. people are like, there hasn't been a draft since I think Vietnam. Um, so today's president, the military that we have is all volunteer based. So would you volunteer? So yes, the my my immediate answer is yes. However, there's a like, and not that it would be up to me, but in my ideal world, I would just it it would I would say okay, well, who's it gonna be? It, it can't be me and my two sons all going. You know what I mean? Like, pick one or pick somebody that can possibly. Would survive. you volunteer as tribute for your kids? You mean like in like in the Hunger Games? So oh, the kids I, get picked, uh-huh. and then like, and then. You know, she comes out and she's like, I volunteer on their behalf. So you basically like go on you sacrifice behalf. yourself and you let them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I know, I figured oh, absolutely. Yeah. Not no question. I just don't know if the military would want me. I mean, I've never even held a gun before. I mean, <laughs> and I got all these injuries and you know, I'd be like, sorry, guys, I can't go. My IT band's acting up. Sorry. I can't yeah. go out there and run. Oh, my Achilles tendonitis is acting up today. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't go. I feel like we're too soft for the military at this point. Well, I mean, I think that... And you definitely have, just because we have, like, your ability to, like, think things through and process and question authority. That fucks you up. It's literally the opposite of what is necessary in the military. But you know what the thing is, though? And this sounds... This might drive people crazy. And if they're driving in their car, they might be yelling at me right now and scream. But honestly, because of our... I can't believe I'm about to say this because there really is no comparison and I've never been to war and I've never held a gun and I don't know what it's like to be in combat and, but whatever, I'm just going to say it anyway, because I do know about the mind and I do know about human behavior and I do know about psychology, but the psychology of, um, that the, the psychology that we go through when we are in the midst of a wad is very similar to what happens when you're in, in, in combat, you know, so, uh, which is why community fitness brings people together so much because people suffer together. Yeah. Okay. So obviously we're talking about two different intensity levels. We're not witnessing anybody get killed. We're not witnessing, you know, yeah, body the stimulus parts, is, the stimulus yeah, is different. body parts flying and things like that. Like obviously the carnage, you know, all that, but the mentality, you know, like if, uh, this sounds fucked up, but I've thought about this before. But if I'm in the midst of a wad and I'm doing really good in the wad and I'm like in that, you know, adrenaline based activity and from the corner of my eye, I see my my son fall and hurt himself. I would say I'm going to finish this wad. Somebody's going to attend to him, you know, like obviously not wow, like, so you're like leave them behind. Well, not leave them behind, but like somebody, you know, and obviously if his head's cracked open, if there's blood vomiting, that's Got different. It. But like if I just like see him like, you know, where in any other situation I'd be like, "Hey, are you okay?" 
you know, in that moment, I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in this. And that meant, so I would say that mentally, because of that, like, you know, we have that ability to zone in. I think adrenaline takes over. I think, you know, your, your surroundings, your environment takes over your psyche and that just becomes your normal that every, any day somebody can just shoot at you and, 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 and that's just part of your day. I mean, human beings, we are, it's amazing the things that we're capable of adapting to. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I think that mentally, even though you're, you're absolutely right because we're older and we analyze, overanalyze sometimes think things through maybe perhaps too much i do think that in that scenario i think we'd we'd be fine i think literally though it's more of a physical issue than a mental issue for sure like i i'm not joking when i would be like all right guys we got to go i'm be like oh well i can't really get up right now like this all this stuff is really heavy my back hurts you know i really i literally can't walk my left leg i can't feel my left leg because my it band's acting up and you know and they're like okay dude old man like you really should have stayed back home (laughs) like you're in no condition to fight you know i think it would be more of a physical limitation yeah yes yeah i have bicep tendonitis yeah you do yeah you do so you wouldn't even be able to hold a gun no yeah and so it's i'm a terrible shooter with my left having shot you have shot a gun oh yeah and how's that? What's that experience like? It's fun. Is it? Yeah. Is it a rush? Uh, it's kind of fearful at first because you like you're. The first time I did it, I had never done it, and I was there was a lot of fear in that this is like a deadly weapon, and you like know that, so it's like you don't want that shit to like go off in your hand, or you know you don't want to have an accident, or yeah. you're definitely scared of it. But it's also like moving through all that stress with the knowledge of like this is how you do this is like basically like how to with the instructions like this is how you load it this is how you this is how you like uh cock this is how you turn off the safety this is how like you load the cartridge into the whatever the fuck thing is and did you go to like a class yeah. like okay mm-hmm. wow See, I man, I I I I battled with that for many years of whether I should learn and learn to shoot and get a permit, have a gun, you know, many years. I go I go back and forth. I go back and forth. Like, you know what? Like I have that mentality, like, hey, you know what? Somebody breaks into my house and it's my time to go, it's my time to go. And then I've had other times where I'm like, nah, fuck that. If somebody breaks into my house, I want to be prepared. Sure. And, you know, be able to, you know, reta- you know, retaliate. So I, it, it's a touchy subject. I know Lauren hates it and she doesn't like the idea of a gun being in the house. Um, I went with so. David the last, it's been a long time since we went shooting, but the last time we went, I was like, um, we had two different handguns. One was um, a revolver that has like the five, a five shooter, you know what I'm talking about? Like a little barrel and you stick the bullets in the little round thing and oh, you shoot, yeah, shoot, yeah, shoot, yeah. and it goes one, round, two, three, four, five. And then every time you're done, you have to like put it in there. I hate those because it's only got five shots. So I was shooting off of an automatic, like a, I guess it's a semi-automatic handgun, like a, the Glock. Um, and it has a magazine, which is like that, that slick, that rectangular thing that you stick into the bottom of the gun and, and then you pull back on the, the thingy and it like loads a bullet into the chamber. And the gun has this really cool, like, um, like ability. And so instead of having to like press, like normally you press the trigger, and that shoots the round, and then you have to let go of the entire thing for the the new one to slide up into the chamber. But the Glock has this very like interesting mechanism that allows you to not have to like completely let go of your finger off the trigger. 
you just kind of like loosen it a little bit and it automatically clicks and as soon as you click it you can fire back so it allows you to shoot off faster um without having to like reset your vision reset and just a matter of like going by feel so like having known that i would just like and it just it, it kind of tell you like you just like relax your breath and just go and like you let your sight kind of like you know have you looked at one of those magic eye things where you have to like blur your vision to be able to see oh yeah, yeah the yeah. thing so it's kind of the same idea and then so we're at the sh- the range and we're like three two one go and i'm like David's like one, pa, and he resets two, pa, and I'm like, and they bring the targets back, and mine is like all basically like in a hole. No way. Yeah, and David's is kind of like you can see the five things, and he looks at me, he's like, "Do I have an assassino?" You're set. And I'm like, I just know how to follow directions. Right, right, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, that is. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. I might, I, I, I think I'm just gonna take things step at a time with that. I think I should learn how to at least handle. It's been a long time, and it's not cheap on. either. It's it, yeah, expensive. It, yeah, it is expensive, yeah. and I have enough expenses right now as it is. So maybe I'll hold off. But maybe for 2020, that'll be one of my goals. So, but 2020 has had a rough start socially, um, and also you know we're, you know thoughts and prayers for you know George's bicep tendonitis Please. yes um but i but you know there it's gonna be I'm, I'm looking forward to you know especially now that we've talked about like that it's an election year i have this feeling that i think more this is very idealistic and i accept that but i have a feeling that this time around it's going to bring people together more uh, i hope so i don't i have no expectations yeah. i have no expectations and i yeah i don't have that kind of, yeah and with the current threats going on, I think people might, you know, I don't know. Listen, I list, I, I, I'm only aware of what I have, what I, of what I can like see and listen and observe, and every every indication is that we are very polarized when it comes to like collective issue, when it comes to like political issues. But my, I guess here's where the hope comes in: is that. When you're with another human being in a room, you can find things that you're common ground. Mm -hmm. And I see that happening like in CrossFit boxes where politically you can, I'm sure if there was a political debate at our gym, you'd find people being very, very divided, but all those people still at one point or another, like for an hour a day come together and share an experience and, put all that other stuff aside and can acknowledge that this is good and that the person next to me is good and we both have common ground. And so it's that energy that I hope really takes us into the future. Yeah. And I think that's what that else, we have more yeah. in common than we do not. not. And there's people out there who will exploit our differences for their own benefit. And so it's, I think our responsibility to not let that happen. Damn, that's really well said. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of like what I was trying to express, but I couldn't word it. I couldn't put it into words, and that was awesome. Yes, I agree with all of that. I think that's, uh, I think that's what it is. Um, and so, on on uh, not that it's been super heavy, but on a little bit of a lighter note, I am very optimistic that you will do just fine in the gauntlet, even with your tendonitis. I think it's. I may not happen. show up, so it's fine. 
Well, I mean, you're going to show up to support me if yes, anything. Yes, yes, yes. All right. I'll go. Yeah, yeah. I'll go the day. You got to get video for the Moaka yes. Media, yeah. you know, media. For the Moaka Media Media. Media, yeah. Yeah. Media yeah. for the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we'll, yes. you'll definitely go. And then maybe, you know, you just like maybe use the gauntlet to like get in for the day and then be like, oh, by the way, I'm not working out. But you're already in the Correct. Bayfront Park. I'll go and I'll register and I'll yeah. show up and they'll call my number and I just won't. And you just won't be there. I just won't line up. Yeah, exactly. I'll be in the stands. I really hope that doesn't happen, though. Dude. Or I'll be like, on the floor with my video camera, and they'll be like, three, two, one, go. And I'll be like with the judge, hey, how you doing? They're like, what are you doing, sir? You're supposed to be working out. I'm like, I paid my money. Yeah. This is going to be my gauntlet experience. And, the this, end. Is, and, and this is my the co-host of my podcast Correct. working out next to me. Right and, next to me. Dressed as a banana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the tape. With the tape. Yeah. With the tape. And we're doing all this for our... For uh, pure fucking content. <laughs> pure content. Yeah, we have no desire to win any points today. Okay, no. <laughs> no. I can't wait, dude. I can't wait for that day. But I really do hope you end up uh, participating. Me that too. You feel Honestly, better. me too. And um, I hope that... I hope that you won't be resistant to the things you need to do in order to get better. A lot of times I just have to like, struggle. A lot of times that's I just have to struggle. get it out of my system, say it, and then move on. Yeah. Just don't try not to because I know I am. I know everyone is. You know, I know that, you know, I've looked at wads and I and, and you know, there's like, let's say four movements and you have to modify three of the four movements and it makes me not want to go. Like, I'm like, why am I going to go? What am I going to like? I'm going to be the person that needs to like be like get like that treatment and and nobody likes to be that person but at the end of the day we're just trying to work out and look good naked and feel good and be healthy amen you know so if it you know if you could still get an equivalent of a workout by modifying whatever it is you need to modify and still get the results you want fuck it do it and do it around people that you love you know and people that you enjoy being around you know so i motivate you to do that i encourage you i receive that thank you all right so uh, where can they find us? You can find this podcast yes! on I, anywhere basically you listen to your podcast, which is mostly um, iTunes. Um, we're definitely iTunes and definitely Spotify. So catch us there. If you're listening to us, you already found us. So hey, thanks. Yeah. Let your friends know. Yes, let your please. let your family know. Yeah. Let your family know. Absolutely, uh, family. Very tell important. Your, tell your family yeah. about this podcast. Tell people. Uh, that we're out here having the talks and we're going to keep doing that in 2020. Oh, definitely. That's one thing that's not going to stop. We keep making it happen and that makes me really happy. Um, I am on Instagram. I am at Carlos Escanilla underscore LMHC. I am George I. Sanchez on Instagram. We are at Moaka Media on Instagram. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, issues you'd like us to discuss, topics you'd like us to discourse on send us an email to moacamedia at gmail.com amen and have a happy new year happy new year see you guys next well we'll hear we'll talk to you guys next week yeah bye we'll do this again next week <laughs> <Bye>. fuck <laughs>